0: with Mr. Michael Collins running for Congress out of the wonderful state of Georgia, which is where I spent a lot of my life, but kind of watching the whole Canadian convoy take off, I was looking at it, and I was like, man, I need to find someone on who's, and that just just dawned on me, I was like, oh, wait, should have talked to that guy already, and uh, but for all the new listeners, Mr. Collins, uh, please introduce yourself and tell them why you are actually a pertinent person to talk to about this.
1: Well, Tommy, I appreciate you having me on again. And, uh, you know, out of 435 people in Congress, you may not believe this, but there is not a single one of them that is in the trucking industry, somebody that owns and operates a trucking company on a daily basis. And that's what I do. I have been in the uh, trucking industry now for over 30 years. I am a second generation at it, but my wife and I... We, uh, we started our own company, and uh, today we run just uh, north of about 115 trucks uh, all across the country. So it uh, it's a very good, hard business and industry that has been just pounded on and, and regulated, over-regulated and over-taxed. And uh, boy, I tell you, it's, uh, it's been interesting navigating through it for the past 30 years.
0: And, um, you know, there's... There's kind of some ironic parallels between that of the healthcare workers, which, you know, for the first year of the pandemic, it was just, I mean, almost, you know, I get it, but almost obnoxiously, you know, heroes, heroes. And it's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, they're heroes. They're on the front line. And then once we get to mandates, it's, uh, they're playgrats. And uh, there aren't, there's no such thing as freedom from consequences, fire them. And there's this very quick turn once you don't stay within the group think or the group mind. And we're seeing it again with truckers now, even that, you know, that Trudeau quote, which uh, not quote, that tweet, which aged so well, thank a trucker. If you have food, thank a trucker. If you have PPE, thank a trucker. And then it's very quickly, they're a fringe minority, often composed of misogynists and racists. And to tie that in with our first episode, which was towards the early, uh, beginning of this month for all future listeners, today is Monday, January 31st, 2022. I said something to you about the mandates and remember you just kind of looked at me and go, yeah, we're not going to follow them. And I was just like, that (laughs) That was, that was real quick. And it was just so just kind of plant your feet. Like, what do you mean, Tommy? Yeah. The sun's going to rise tomorrow and we're not going to follow these. And I say that to say, we're kind of seeing that simple yes, no black, white mentality right now with all the truckers going to Ottawa. But because you are the one with expertise in this field, What are your comments on it? What's so impactful about it to you? What does it bode for the United States, if anything? Take it away.
1: You know, first of all, I I think we ought to just back up and, and give credit to our truck drivers and our trucking community out there across the country. Because, Tommy, they have spent their career driving across this country and listening to conservative radio. So if you wanted to pick on a group of people Biden, you picked the worst ones you could ever find. Yeah, you're right. We we were the the heroes throughout throughout the pandemic. And and you know, Tommy, rightfully there were so many people that uh were hanging signs and thanking truckers as they as they drove by, um, actually even stopping and and, and asking them if they needed food because it was a tough time on the trucking industry and, and so many people really I don't think got the whole gist of what went on because not only did they shut, they shut down the rest areas uh, to where you didn't really have anywhere to stop. But if you were to stop, say, at a truck stop, due to nobody knowing, knowing anything about COVID, you couldn't go inside. You couldn't buy food because it wasn't for sale. It was basically fuel and go. And so it was tough. You, it, you, could, you would get to the ship or the consignee, and, and I'm telling they would not let you out of your truck. They would want you to crack the window and slide the paperwork in. So you had nowhere to go to the restroom, nowhere to get anything, uh, you know, food or drink. And so, you know, your older drivers, they, they rightfully so, they, they kind of thought about it. And, uh, you know, wife, kids, grandkids, everybody's at home scared to death. And here I am out here doing this. And so, you know, you, you have an aging population in this industry, uh, for one thing, just because of a lot of the regulations that have been put on it. But fast forward to today, and they did the Biden administration, I, I, I'm t- I swear I think it's just because you always heard Donald Trump, Trump say he loves truckers. Yeah. And Biden and them probably thought, well, there's our first people to pick on. Yeah. What their, what their objective is, they don't care about the vaccines. And they really don't care about truckers who no vaccines. What they care about is infringing on your rights on your personal rights and my personal rights. And the way they're going to get to you is through the trucking industry. Because if they can get those mandates to stick, wow, we've got a professional industry going up and down the road and they're vaccinated. Tommy, what kind of vehicle do you drive? Oh, you drive one with four tires on. Okay, well, you're going to have to get vaccinated in order to keep your driver's license. I'm telling you, that's the whole end game of this. And, And it doesn't just stop at vaccines. That's just the beginning. That's the beginning to them taking over everything in your life to the point where the the motoring public, for lack of a better word, just says, you know what? I give up. What do you want? When do you want it? Just tell me. Just leave me alone. And that's when they've got you. And they've picked on the wrong group of people because these truckers out here, they're not only ticked off, but they're going to show Biden, they're going to show the world, and those Canadian truck drivers and those U.S. truck drivers who went up there, they're going to show the world that that's, that's it. That's the final straw. And it's time to get off our backs and leave us alone.
0: Yeah. No, and you're right, and it's beautifully said to point it out like that, is it has nothing to do with the vaccine. Like, it has nothing to do with that. Because once you have introduced the idea that the government can require X for you to participate in polite society. It's one thing if, you know, the government requires a driver's license to drive and it's like, yeah, well, sure. I mean, it's something we all kind of accepted a while ago, right? But there are other things where if you have to do X in order to very simply participate in society, you have now, doesn't matter what that is, whether it's getting an experimental injection or whether it's wearing a Scooby-Doo Band-Aid on your shoulder or anything in between, If you have to do this to participate in society, well, then you've just opened the door. Now it doesn't matter what it is. Now it doesn't, you'll start with vaccines. We'll start with for your health. And then we'll move to, I don't know, are you wearing a tracer? Are you, uh, do you have the GPS on your phone at all times? How many weapons do you own? Which Republican party have you voted for or candidate have you backed before? Are you a registered Republican? If you're not registered, how come you're not registered Democrat? You can go down, and it can be abused for everyone listening. Yeah. It can be abused vice versa. It can be abused vice versa. A Trump could get in office and they could abuse it all the way down to the end there. So it is very important that we stop it right there because, yes, it's easy to, to just take a quick glance at it and go, why are you so against the vaccine? It's not that. It's, it's what it stands for and it's what it's starting with. And if it is fought for, by a group of, I mean, I don't think you could have a more independent group of people than truckers. I mean, driving around with with your cabin attached to your wheels, going across the country just solo. And like you said, yeah. And if they aren't listening to conservative radio, I guarantee you they're listening to Joe Rogan. They know what's going on. They're probably more read into this than you and I are. But the ones that are quite literally delivering the food, man, if they want to put their foot down, we are forced to listen that and i don't know maybe maybe captaining shipping containers or you know those huge ships over the seas those are about the two people that you really can your civil your civil disobedience hits all of us and it hits us like that now where effectively do you see this going what is the actual change that's going to come from this is this us just getting excited and patting each other on the back <sighs>
1: Well, I, you know, I think that uh, you take Canada, for instance, I don't see how they can't back down. Uh, when you have that big of an uprising and you have that big of a show of support, not just trucks going down the road, but you've got people on the side of the road, on the overpasses, showing up in Ottawa, that, that gets the attention of the politicians. Because most of them, they just want to maintain power anyway. And so if they see that sort, sort of show of force, they, they'll back down. They, they they should back down. Uh, that's the only right thing to do. And here in the U.S., if they keep pounding, and you know, this is stay right now on this mandate. But if the truck drivers organize and start that convoy across this country, yeah, I don't I don't see how the the federal government can continue down that road of, of forcing. You know, because you're right, truck drivers are very independent people. Uh, it, it's it's a position where you've got to have someone that's just not holding on to a steering wheel going down the road because every decision that is made inside that truck it's made by that driver. And it's made within a split second, or it's made on his time frame of what he decides. It's not like other industries where you have uh, maybe a cubicle or somebody in in an assembly line where they're all interacting together and you have someone standing over the top of them. So you've got an industry out here that uh, is vital to the supply chain. And we have a supply chain crisis going on right now. We have a country called China who is bent on trying to to, to not just weasel their way in, they're coming to America and want to take us over. So what do they do? They, they've created a lot of the, uh, the the supply chain issues coming from China with those, those cargo ships sitting off the, the coast of California. And so you can really cripple this country uh, if you do see trucking shut down. I don't think the truck drivers would. would, I, I think they're more patriotic than that. But they will form a convoy and we will have our word and we will have our say. And no, there will be no vaccine mandates coming out of this company.
0: Now, it then it then begs the bigger question. And you know some people would say, "Oh, slap on your tinfoil hat but i I mean, I just have to look at the facts and figures in front of me. We are saying that the Biden administration can't possibly stand up to and I guess there's you know reason to think that right i mean trudeau he trudeau Trudeau went full Saddam or Gaddafi and just you know he just hit to the hills. but it seems often though within the past year now, a year and eleven days that this administration isn't necessarily too scared about destroying the supply chain very much. So it seemed like that's not a threat to them at all. If, Hey, you, you're my groceries have my, they've doubled in price since Thanksgiving. I don't think they really care about that. Are we playing into their hands or, or what, what are your thoughts on that? You know, you know
1: Tom, I, I'll tell you, if you talk to the average person out there, um, that just gets up, goes to work, wants to feed their family, just just go to church on Sunday and and and, and raise their kids. Um, there is a uh, there's a worry out there, you know. When and 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 it's it's been created, and, and we've got these hiccups right now throughout the supply chain because it is not it's not primed yet, it, you're, and you're going to have hiccups when you're trying to reprime something. But with the amount of inflation and the amount of Empty shelves that are in these stores. Um, people see that, and 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 you know what they say: perception is everything. And and that's room to worry. When you go to the grocery store and you can't find something like chicken wings, mm-hmm. um, you begin to scratch your head and say, "What's going on here?" You know, I've got kids to feed. These these people depend on me to not just make a living for them, to provide for them. And uh, this, the shelves, I don't care what Biden says. I go to the store. I go to the store all the time. And there are plenty of empty shelves up through there. And the ones that aren't, they've got one or two cans blocking out in the front so you can't see behind it. And it's probably something nobody wanted. But uh, there is a lot of concern out there and it is growing. And as that continues to grow, this administration, if they don't pay attention to it, they're going to get beat worse than what their're beating is going to be in the midterm election and we have been seeing since I've been seeing this since April uh, when I've been out talking with people uh, they're, they want their America first agenda back they want this they, they want their their freedoms back they're tired of this pandemic they're tired of every time they turn around we're talking about shutting down the economy we're talking about people staying at home we're talking about you gotta wear a mask or you're gonna get you know they're 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 tired of and uh i don't see how the administration gets out of this one Yeah, yeah they can double down all they want but i I just do not see them coming out on the on uh, to the good on this one
0: yeah it is kind of like watching someone play whack-a-mole Right. I mean, you can like mm-hmm. you can kind of get away with it. You can kind of cover up some stuff here and, you know, oh, the economy is slowing down after the 90s. But, you know, nine eleven just happened. and Now we got to go to war. Like you, you can, can kind of sidestep Oh, wait, financial crisis. But hey, hope and change. Obama. Yeah, you can kind of you can, you know, oh, two wars going on. But Trump comes into office. There is some wiggle room. Like there's admittedly some wiggle room where you can kind of sidestep here and sidestep there. But it's often with, and I don't mean to make light of them. But it's often with like pet issues. You know, what is your stance on abortion? What is your stance on bump stocks on guns? What is your X, Y, and Z? Right? Gay marriage, or do you have to sell the cake? Or, but I mean, what's that baseline? That baseline is is uh, your wage is fine, and uh, you can go to the store. And as you said, chicken wings. I went last week, and couldn't I literally could not find chicken in Walmart, and I am. Five miles from one of the biggest poultry corporations in the United States, so all these all these lighter issues, if I may they they can only exist when the when the essentials are taken care of i can only I can only be concerned with am I gonna wear a blue shirt today or a black shirt today because the camera's working, the microphone's working, you got the zoom invite, like we're good, we're on fire, let's do this thing. But once that bottom, once that bottom foundation that everything else is built upon starts to tremble and starts to crack and starts to fall through, that's when there's going to be some real, some real change. And I mean, man, then it comes back to the 2020 election. And does it even matter? I mean, can it even matter if it seems like it's going to be stolen again? But it almost seems like it almost seems like it's being pushed so far in one direction. I don't know how you could steal it. I mean, at a certain point, no, no one cares about these pet issues when their groceries have gone up 400 percent in a year. They're going to go vote yeah. for the guy. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and, and I think uh, that, that along the, the, the voting process, you're exactly right. I, I know here in Georgia, it's still the number one issue We're a year later, where you past the, the even the runoff's. And uh, you've got a certain amount of the electric that, that, that just don't have any confidence in, in the way our process works here in Georgia with those machines. And, and a simple fix would be to get rid of them. And I, and I hope they do. I know they've got some bills in the General Assembly now that, that address that to get rid of them and, and the absentee ballot problem that we had. But, uh, but you're exactly right. I think we're at a point that the administration thought that they could play this pandemic and, and as you notice, there's another variant out there. I mean, you know, we've got to keep pushing variants to where they can push that narrative to keep that, um, those absentee ballots flowing, uh, for lack of a better. And, and that, that in itself was where a lot of our problems were here. So if they can keep that going, they think that they have a chance in the midterm election. Unfortunately, what they can't have any control over, they don't have any control over, is what you said, food on the shelves. Even when you ride down the road and you go past a car dealership yeah. and, what, a dozen cars out there that are new to where they usually have 150 to 200? People see that. They cannot hide that part of it. And uh, not just the people that were upset from the last election, but now you've got the general public out there that is really seeing some things going that, that we've never seen in our lifetime. And, and that worrisome part right there is what's going to doom the Democrats in the midterm.
0: Yeah, it is that thing. I mean, I'm only 31, and it's nothing I've ever seen. It's nothing my parents have ever seen. It's that sort of, you almost don't notice it when it's always there, right? Like uh, the dryer was just on, and now it's off, and I can kind of notice it's a little more quiet in here, but I didn't even realize it was on when we first started doing this. It's when that persistent kind of, input source all of a sudden goes away you never quite realize what it's like when you drive by and to you it's just a normal background of life you know all the car dealerships are stocked full you just go to walmart and there's just overflowing with everything and if it's not there it's because there's someone going to grab it from the back but now you're starting yeah. to i mean i'm going to walmart after this and I, you know i i'm hoping you know, that the chicken's you, there
1: you know tommy you take you take um, you take like our industry. Sure. Now we normally we're we're on a cycle where we we replenish our trucks every year, you know. And, and in order for me to keep my accounting straight, according to my accounting, I have to buy twenty five trucks a year to keep that depreciation rolling. We got five trucks last year, five new trucks. So we changed our business model to where we are retaining our old equipment longer. We're, we're, we're making an investment in them. Now, what that does, and we're not the only one. You're talking about a, an industry-wide movement. And what that does is that affects the whole industry to where we, where you had um, manufacturers that counted on so many new truck sales a year. Now, that that's being changed. So they're going to be scaling back because everybody's made an investment in their older equipment. You're having to hang on to it longer. So now you've got just parts being sold and not new equipment used truck dealers, that falls into them to where they don't have the used trucks coming in that they used to. So this thing just kind of is a domino effect. And it's not just in our industry. You can take that throughout any industry out there. That's a lot of where your stagnation, stagflation is going to come in. And uh, you're right. No, in 30, 30 plus years, I have never seen it quite like this. I've seen high prices. I've seen prices go through the roof. I've seen trucking rates just fall through the floor. But I have never seen situations where, at least, if I wanted to call and get a new truck or a piece of equipment, that I couldn't get it here in sixty days. Right now, it's next year. That's that's uh, you. You try to do a business plan off of things like that.
0: You can't. You Mm-mm. every model. Yeah, every model is set up, and it's also intertwined and interconnected. Have, okay, now let's well, let's play devil's advocate. And I think a lot of these problems could go away if you just lifted mandates and let people go back to work. But let's play devil's advocate. Biden also inherited a pandemic. No, you know, Trump got it and Biden, no one else has inherited a pandemic since, what, 1919, inheriting F or whatever, Woodrow Wilson's still in there. How much of this is expected in the wake of a pandemic regardless? And I know this isn't maybe the best question to run a guy. Ask a guy who's running for a Republican seat, but just out of the just for the, the the in the sake of in the spirit of being, you know, being able to open our minds and look at it all and say, is this I would open
1: my mind and say they should have fired Fauci months ago. <laughs> That's what I would say. Yeah. You know, the, the guy has gotten it wrong Every time
0: Um,
1: he, he, he honestly reminds me of a squirrel trying to cross the road. He dashes over here. He's over there. He's back over here. He's back over there. He had, he, he really had no leadership and he has no leadership skills, either that or he is really way out there with whatever he's trying to, to really accomplish. And, And maybe it's a little of both. I'm not sure, but, but that's, that's where your problem is. You know, he was a carryover. And uh, that's the first place I would have started, right there, sure. because he, he obviously doesn't have a handle on this. But uh, we should have opened this up. We, we should have already opened this economy fully up. You know, you take a look at the examples of what we have here in Georgia and even in Florida. We never really slowed down. We, we, we took, a, I think, what, a six-week uh, where we, we kind of held things down. But after that, it was wide open. Uh, the problem is that you've got so many of these blue states with these Democrat governors and these Democrat legislatures uh, that have really, really held their 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 people down. And I kept them on lockdown. And uh, it's just drug everything down. And it's gotten the whole cycle of the economy just out of whack. And you just can't turn an economy on and off like a light switch. It just doesn't work. Uh, it doesn't work in any business model. So, you know... Uh, saying that uh, you could push this back into Trump, uh, I honestly believe that Donald Trump and the Trump administration, who came from a business model, would have opened. And he wanted to.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He wanted to. what? But Fauci there again was the problem. They would have opened this thing back up because they understand how hard it is to crank something up after you shut it down.
0: Yeah, you. I mean, you can kind of see it with right where all of a sudden the vaccines become available right after uh, right after the AP and all the mainstream uh, media start calling the election for Biden. You can kind of see that uh, even with the loosening of these restrictions. Right. Uh, CDC now says eh, if you got covid, you can still go back to work. I mean, they're all seeing the writing on the wall. We're like, hey, the engine's got to start up again. We can't just keep sitting here idling. This thing has to move. If you had brought that up a year ago or two years ago, you'd be screamed at and called a racist. But now, here we are saying, "Oh, it's just Omicron. He can go to work." So, wait, what? The,
1: uh, what? <laughs> and, and and they're caught. They're, you you figure the, the the Democrat administration here? They're caught. They 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 have nowhere to go. Yeah. I mean, they have they have backed into their position, and uh, you know, and they're trying to throw out these crazy mandates. Uh, for vaccines and, and I really believe that they probably picked truckers because because of truck's passion for truckers and that's my yeah. my guess yeah. but uh, unfortunately they underestimated that crowd of people yeah. and uh, man I'm telling you you know it's uh, it's an exciting day to be a part of this industry. It's a scary time and in, uh, in as far as overall business, in uh in this economy
0: and in this country right now yeah it uh you know there's nothing there's nothing more ironic than seeing and seeing all the news caught in social media calling it as like oh a bunch of racists and fascists taking part in a convoy <laughs> and it's like i mean is this not literally workers of the world unite is this not yeah. like is this not like the marxist hail and it's they all unite, and it's like no, not like that. And it's like <laughs> yeah. all, all all the little men come together to band against the marriage of corporation and state, the definition of fascism. But no, 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 it, no not like that. Don't do it like that. You, nationalism is bad. Um, to kind of pivot from there, and this is something I know nothing about, so you'll have to enlighten me. Could this? Is there a silver lining? In this could this lead to bringing m- back more manufacturing of even just. Even semi trucks to the United States, or is that already centered here? That's something I admittedly don't know a thing about.
1: Yeah, most most of your truck manufacturing is here in the U.S. Um, You know, it's been here. Um, There there was a few plants I think in Mexico, but I'm I'm pretty sure all that has been brought back. But the problem is, is it's not the the assembly; it's the individual parts. Uh, You know, we we've had issues with just simple little things like sensors. Uh, that the EPA has decided that we have to run. We, I think we got more sensors on these trucks than you could shake a stick at that you could ever imagine. Uh, and, and in our case, you know, when the sensor goes bad and, and the little light pops on on the dash of a truck, we don't get to keep going. I mean, that thing is going to derate and pull over and you're done for until somebody comes and fixes it. And those, those are the parts that are made out of the country. And, and that's where we need to fix a lot of our problems. That's why the America First agenda works. We've got to get, and I hate to pound this and pound this, but but it's true. It's regulations. Regulations had a lot to do with the reason that manufacturing went overseas to begin with. Yeah. It was just it was an overreach from everything and and, and every angle to a point where manufacturers just said, look, we, if we're going to continue to stay in business, we have got to find somewhere that is more pro business. And that's crazy to say, but it was overseas. In China's case, you know, they were they were good at sending people over here uh, to to take our jobs and, and whatever industry it was, learn that intellectual property, take it back to China, then manufacture that cheap Chinese crap, and send it back over here. And and if you didn't manufacture overseas. You're going to be put out of business because, you know, China doesn't care. They can manipulate their money however they want to. It's one of the reasons they got rid of Bitcoin. But uh, that's a different story. But that's that's where you go with all of this. We have got to get our federal and, and you've got to get people in Washington that understand that. By God, we've got enough lawyers up there that that think that they're the only ones that know how to write law. You send somebody up there like me that's got the tire marks on my back from where they plowed over us and driven over us for years and years and years. Oh, I figure I had to write it the way they want to read it. But we've got to get people up there that understand that you've got to back off of these manufacturing people. We don't want dirty water and dirty air and, and, uh, and, and bad working environments and, and hazardous working environments. We just want fair, fair. And when you have bureaucrats up there that are out of control, Don't answer to anybody. You can't fire them. And and the way that they get another feather in their cap or another step up a ladder is to put another regulation on you. And that's what we've got to stop. That's what we've got to rein in. And that's what we've got to have some oversight with Congress. And and we've got to make this more pro-America, pro-business society. And, uh, And I'm telling you, Tommy, you do that you get this inflation under control. And the only way you're going to do that is to get a balanced budget amendment passed and start reeling in this debt, bringing this debt down, and 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 then you will see this place hum. Uh, you know what scares me to death right now is these interest rates. You know, you you do you have an uptick in interest rates, You've, you're you're going to slow down, which is what they want. They want to slow down whatever they think this economy is doing. And 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 they're printing money at the same time. And they're devaluing the dollar. They're going to raise interest rates. We won't be able to, to even pay the debt to service the debt on this mess, on, the, on what they've spent. So, you know, get some people up there that understand you have to operate this country like a business. Get you good conservative people up there that want to change the way that the debt and the deficit is killing this place. And uh, we can turn this thing around.
0: Um, I've, I've interviewed a couple of times, you know, uh, Joe Kent from Washington state and, and he and I will, we'll get way off into the weeds and we'll start talking about, you know, the military industrial complex and Eisenhower, and we'll have to kind of reel it back down. Cause it's like, all right, well, let's focus on Washington state. So what you were saying about going up there and representing Georgia, what is it that you could do? I mean, granted, you know, we all want to go change the world, but we kind of have to focus on what we can, what we can change here. And that's what kind of manifests and, and doubles and triples and, and, ripples into world-changing actions what is it that you can do uh you
1: no know, yeah. you know tom he didn't much but you yeah. but man you're 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 swinging out the ballpark now because you take like joe joe kent yeah. joe joe and i've had the opportunity to speak together and and you're right he does bring in an excellent military view and i can bring in that small business perspective but there are people like us all over the country that have never been involved in politics, that are running. And we are banding together. And we will walk into Congress up there with clout. So where a lot of people say, oh, you're just one person, Mm -hmm. you're a freshman, you're a rookie, you're going to get beat on, you're not going to have any say, well, I say BS to that because we're not coming up there just to be part of the crowd. I'm not going up to, if, 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 and I tell people every night, if you're looking for somebody that just wants to go up there to go along, get along, go hit the the dinner parties and the cocktail parties and hang out with a lot of I'm not your guy. So don't even vote for me. We're going up there to fix a problem. We're going to walk in there. We will have enough clout to demand even over who's going to be speaker of the house. You know, you take, for instance, just because you've been there forever, And you've kind of worked that political ladder. Well, what's your perspective on where we're at? You know, show me some goals. Because I haven't seen anybody pay the price for impeachment of Donald Trump from our side. I haven't seen anybody pay the price for, for that stupid infrastructure bill that they went out and helped get passed, which did nothing. Which, by the way, could help the trucking industry if they would have actually improved the infrastructure. We need true leadership. We'll be able to help pick that true leadership. People that will set goals, identify those goals, and make sure that we 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 either achieve those goals or find out why we didn't. We need a balanced budget amendment. That that's that's high on our list. You know, as a matter of fact, I think you're gonna see a lot of us just sit down and do some sort of contract with America that this is what we want. I wanna see the 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 bureaucrats brought under uh congressional oversight. You can do it. Rand Paul's put the bill in. It's the reins Act. It's sitting there. It's been there. You know, if it needs tweaking, we need to tweak it. But that's the type of things that we need to see passed. We need our border wall finished. And that's not just to keep the people from the southern uh from Mexico coming up. They're only like twenty five percent of the people coming across anyway. But when you have over 600,000 people that came across that border last year that we didn't even stop, Tommy, that's the ones that are that are bringing the drugs and the human trafficking across to every state in this country. And you don't think that's costing a lot of money. It is. The fentanyl is coming out of China that's coming straight up through there. It's killing our people. We need people to go in there and address these issues and be strong on them, understand that... that You may not make it but two years. Hey, man, you you don't think they're not going to try to take you out. And I'm not talking about just Democrats. you can have establishment Republicans that want to take you out as well because they don't want to lose that power in the way that the the status quo or as Trump always said, swamp. Hmm. And look at what they did to him in four years. So go in with the understanding that you may not make it but two years, but by God, you go give it all you got. You put the hammer down. And you, you run like the wind. And, and I, I honestly believe you're going to see a group of us that's going to go in up there and uh, we can change things. And we're going to change things.
0: You know, I think that's a beautiful way to put it that I, I hadn't thought of. You have guys like Mr. Kent, like yourself, uh, you know, Mr. Kent with the military background, you with the small business background. And then you have the both of those things. You have Mike Durant out of Alabama who – you know, military experience as well as started his own uh, company, Pinnacle Solutions, like 20, 20 plus years ago. You have all these guys going up there. You have new guys announcing every day they're going to go run. And I think it's a huge positive that you're not lifelong politicians, not because you can, you know, say that, hey, I'm not a politician, I'm going up there, but because of what you just said. Hey, man, we might only get two years. Like, we're not going in there. It's not, you should be wary if I start running. If I'm 31 and I'm like, hey, maybe this podcast thing doesn't shake out. I don't know. I could be a representative. I could smooth talk them. I could sit in there for 40 years. That's dangerous. That's very dangerous. When you see someone like Kent or yourself or Durant who really who really they've got another life going on. They don't give a shit about this. That's this isn't your this isn't your this isn't where you want to build your dynasty. To me, I think that's probably the most powerful thing you have. If you go in there and just do what you need to do. Just assume you have 24 months. And if, hey, if you get more, then, hey, that's, that's icing on top that you didn't think you'd get. But I think that's probably the, the most lethal thing you guys have. Who cares? We might, get two, we might get two years. Go in and just just do as much as you can before that clock runs out.
1: It is. And, and you know, I'm a firm believer in term limits. I know people yeah. say, oh, well, you know, if you, if you say you're for term limits, then, the, then really the staff will wait you out. You know, yeah. well, by God, I'd tell you one thing. I, I'm I'm the boss over the staff here, and they know that. And I'll be the boss over the staff up there, and they'll know that. Yeah. Or we'll change staff. <laughs> but uh, I'm, a, I'm 100% behind term limits because, you know, I always I always like to say that after a while, you need new perspective and, and a slightly different outlook on what's going on. and And that's good. You take in our business here, you know, um, I've got two sons that uh, they're, they'll be uh, 30 here this year. They've actually been running our day-to-day operation for a little over two years. And, and it's that different perspective that they bring to the table that uh, a lot of times I didn't think of it, or me being 54 years old, I'm like kind of like, well, you know, I might not want to do that.
2: Yeah.
1: But they do, and, and, and they see that, and they see an avenue, and they have a goal, and they set it out. And and they can run with it. That's why I say that after a while, you you need to be term limited out just to just to get that fresh new look on things.
0: Yeah. Uh, Doctor Hodkinson, can you hear us?
2: Hello, Tommy, and hello, Michael. I, I do apologize for being
0: late. Not 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 a worry, man.
2: I'm in order at the truck convoy, and to say it's crazy is a massive understatement. I do
0: <laughs> Well, for everybody listening, uh, Dr. Hodkinson is, is joining us and Mr. Collins, who's obviously running for Congress and uh, you know, is a small business owner and second generation trucker. And Dr. Hodkinson, who got me, got my first strike ever on YouTube for me back in April of last year and uh, is a fiery pro-American Canadian. And you are in Ottawa right now. And I thought of you last night and I was like, oh, my God, I got to have him join us, too. So Dr. Hawkinson's here, Dr. Hawkinson, Mike Collins, Mike Collins, Dr. Hawkinson. To kind of shift back to the Canadian convoy now, Dr. Hawkinson, what can, what can you tell us? And we've got, we've got a, yeah, what can you tell us?
2: COVID has reached this crisis, crisis point where it's actually representative of not just COVID, but the massive intrusion over decades of government into private lives the progressive loss of freedoms. And it took, well, look, digress. Doctors have failed. Uh, Look, I'm part of the inner circle with McCullough and Alexander, who's here, by the way, and Malone and Bhattacharya, et cetera, et cetera. You know, there's been some progress. But generally speaking, it's a fair comment to say that medicine has failed to move the needle. The church has failed, even more culpable. Because if the church ever took on the state, the church wins hands down. They've chosen not to do that. The media is, of course, in, totally corrupt. Um, and politicians, are, Michael, present company excluded. I can just speak to Canada. Politicians are interested in thing only, and that's their goddamn pension. So i got no time for this crap. And so along comes, along comes out of Alberta, Canada, a truck idea that just massively exploded. There's now $10 million in the kitty. There are 10,000 trucks here, 10,000 trucks here. There are American convoys on the way to join them. There are convoys in four separate European countries and Australia underway as we speak. This is a transforming moment in history. It's like glasnost all over again. And if, if the great resetters think that they've got us on the run, they better be, they're not here. I can tell you, these truck drivers are not going anywhere. They're going to stay here until there's capitulation. I'm not talking about mealy mouth accommodation and we'll give you this to get out of town. No, this is take no prisoners time. This is the time when the chips are down. Mr. Trudeau, fancy socks as I call him. For that little piss bot. He's hiding under his bed with a peapot. And when pee pots get full, you've got to come out. Well, you you better come out now, mate, because you got a guys you got guys in trucks which are with balls bigger than their goddamn trucks. And they're going nowhere. So we're coming to get you. And this is the end of the line. And you know what? This is a transforming moment, not just for COVID. Oh, no, no, it's much bigger than that. This is a transforming moment for society. At all levels, politics, religion, medicine, the media, things will not be the same when the dust settles. Because we've got your number, you've all been lying through your teeth, you're compromised, you're corrupt, you you, you, you trampled on medical ethics which have been there for hundreds of years. Informed consent, first do no harm, we got the state playing medicine, not just on one person, which is medical malpractice, but billions of people internationally. This is the grossest example of medical malpractice.
0: Dr. Hardkinson, I think we lost you. Well, uh, Mr. Collins, if you had any wonders as to how I got a suspension. Wow. <laughs>
1: I like that. Yes. He's hit the nail on the head, though, on everything he's talking about. You know, it, it, you can see the frustration in him, sure. and, and you can feel the frustration of the people that have shown up uh, with their trucks and their rigs and, and the people that are just there to support them. Uh, and he's right, not just there, but in the U.S. everywhere. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's good to see. And that's, I, that's why I say I'm, I just this can't hold up under that much pressure now.
0: And so he is, that, he is jumping yeah. he is jumping back in. He he's a brilliant he's a brilliant physician. He gets he gets fired up and uh I'm uh I'm I'm not surprised at all. It sounds like his voice is gone. He seems as fired up as ever. Dr. Hodkinson. Hey. I don't I think he joined by audio. Um so now where does this go then, Mr. Collins, as we wait for Dr. Hodkinson to join back in. Where does this go then? Is there any effect this uh, will actually have on D.C.? Does this come down to D.C.?
1: Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I think that this will be a defining moment to where people are going to – the the, the politician, politicians see things like that, and they understand that it's just like what the doctor was talking about. They're more worried about their pension and getting reelected than they are anything. And when you have a show of force like what, what is going on now, and, and and people understand that these people are not going anywhere. Uh, then at some point, yeah, it will it will break, and uh, and and they'll get a, they'll get away from it. Unfortunately, that's what I keep saying. They picked on the wrong crowd. Uh, truck drivers are, are very independent people, and uh, and and they will make sure that their voices are heard, and they won't budge. Don't blame them. I, we we've just carried. For so long, so many, every time you, you, you know, I always used to laugh when I talk to people, I tell them, you know, you, you come to work every day and, and you just wonder what's the next thing on the list that the government has thrown at us for this industry. And we've got regulations that are coming down in the next week that I don't agree with. Uh, it, it has to do with uh, with new drivers trying to enter our industry. And it's just not right. And, and you, have, you have a federal government most of them have no clue of what they're talking about they're just up there making regulations and uh glad to see that we 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 are standing up and uh, of course we're going to be right there behind them
0: and i know uh I apologize it seems like roger's uh, connection is jumping in and out and i know that can be a, <laughs> i know that can be distracting so i apologize for that um but is he, I he think he's about to join in again we'll try In the meantime, could you kind of touch on that legislation you just said uh, that you're against? There's a new legislation coming down the pipe?
1: Yeah, well, what they've they've decided to do is if you want to get into the trucking industry, you have to go through a certified uh, school uh, to get signed off on, on your hours to take the test. Well, in the trucking industry, as you said, I'm second generation. A lot of these people came up riding along with their parents or their their dad or their uncle or somebody and that's where they got their experience from yeah well now you're gonna have to pay to go to a school to get that
0: yeah that's yeah that's just one more regulation choking it yeah. and uh,
1: in, a, in a time when we're looking for truck drivers under every rock
0: yeah that's no. that's what kind of raises my question earlier it almost seems like it's the intention for it to fail With every sign's pointing to it dr hawkinson your uh your your connection dropped out Uh, um no you're quite all right i'm that was the most perfect introduction of you that i've ever had before (laughs) I just come in (laughs) shooting from the hip that's why i love you um dr hawkinson so i've got a i've got mr collins for about 10 more minutes and seeing as how he and i have been going back and forth Uh, Is there anything else you'd like to add as you are our uh, eyes and ears on the ground up there, as well as for all the listeners who know him from past episodes? You're a very well accomplished and accredited pathologist, but that's you can go find a CV for another time. And uh oh, I think his connection's freezing up again. Oh, there he is. He's back. Hello.
2: Sorry about that. No, you're quite all right. There's so much much bandwidth being used up here to get get out of Ottawa because I can tell you. This is the most electric moment in my career. It is unbelievable, the sounds, the passion, the number of people, children. There are no wackos on the streets. This isn't January the 6th. No, no, these are ordinary people, dirty fingernails, committed deeply, honest, generous, hardworking people with their families in tow, little girls on the sidewalk carrying makeshift signs. I tell you.
0: Dr. Hawkinson? Yes. You froze up for a second. You were saying little girls on the sidewalk with signs? It's
2: enough to make you cry. Yeah. It's a massive outpouring that Canada has never seen. It's an order of magnitude greater than anything that's ever happened in this country. And it's become infectious internationally. You know, I don't think. It It could well be the start, Michael, as I said of a great reset of our own be careful of what you wish for davos so soros and co gates be careful of what you wish for because this is going to come back and gobsmack you
0: i don't think i've ever heard you without your voice before so i guess that's testament to how electric it is indeed um dr Hodgkinson, as a you know having on mr kent and bringing on dr malone i figure now that i've Got you here as well as the medical professional. Um, what what would be your words of wisdom? Because you are Mr. Collins, a senior as well as mine. What would you What would your words of wisdom be? Not just as Mr. Collins, who has a lifetime of experience in trucking, but as well as a, a man running for Congress in the United States, as a medical professional and as our eyes and ears on the ground in Ottawa. What would be your words of wisdom to him? on on what needs to be done I mean granted that's an abstract question but you know what advice would you dispense to Mr. Collins oh and we lost him I'm sorry about this uh Mike it's the connection cut. no that's fine you know
1: I think I think he's really um by what he says and what he's seeing out there it's it's kind of neat to be part of the catalyst, and that's a lot of what trucking and the truck drivers I think are being there—a catalyst and letting the rest of the people of the world know that uh, you know it's it's bigger and it's not just the trucking industry. It's 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 everybody involved, and and it's a power grab by the federal government, be it Canadian or be it U.S. or wherever and And you've got a group in an industry that has that is willing to start the movement and to step up and say "Enough is enough and it is so good to see other people ordinary people clamoring and gathering around them and just joining in on this it's uh, it's it's It really is a historical moment now.
0: It absolutely is, Doctor Hawkinson. Uh, before you, before you cut out again, because it does seem like the bandwidth is completely uh, screwed up there and strained. Uh, to go back to my question, what, what, what words of advice would you dispense to Mr. Collins? Well,
2: it, it, it's presumptuous of me to give, but this is what I'm. This is what I'm observing as an astute observer of of history and recent events. The dam is about to break. The tea leaves are obvious. Britain, Ireland, Denmark, Holland, Ontario, Saskatchewan, in different ways, mealy mouth sometimes, hand-drinking, yes. But the dam is about to break, and it's about to break, and you, any politician sensing this should head for the... And the high ground means one singular thing, not just running away. It means putting your standard in the ground. And it means saying something contrite that connects with people for the first time. What an an unusual idea in politics to say, I was wrong. I want to be on the right side of history. And at the next election, I want people to remember that. Because people will forgive if it's said with appropriate gravitas. People will forgive even the even a disaster of this scale. And that's my advice to Trump, having followed American politics very closely for the last number of years. I'm actually more an American than a Canadian. I know, I know. I'm a Trumper, big time. However, he was dead wrong on everything to do with this corona thing. This wasn't a China virus. By Fauci. And what he's got to do is put his sand in the ground, stop this nonsense about bragging about his booster shots. For God's sake, get ahead of the curve. You've got to make Fauci and Burks Heads have got to roll. Even though you don't have the authority, you've got to essentially execute them on camera. Because we know from insider information exactly what happened at that table between Birx and Fauci and Trump. We know chapter and verse. Very confidential, can't give you the source, but it's very, very clear what happened. Trump was a very successful businessman who wanted glory. Yes, he's a narcissist, but he delivers on his promises. What a concept. And he bought the idea of glory from Fauci, who was just trying to save his own skin. And he bought it hook, line, and sinker. The glory of a vaccine that was miraculous over six months. Fauci knew the danger. He knew that it wouldn't work. But he pushed it anyway, and Trump bought it. And now he's paying the price. In my opinion, Trump lost the last election because of COVID, because the Dems maliciously and efficiently milked the whole fear of COVID Into absentee ballots, which they knew they could manipulate. So, very careful, during the next 18 months, the autopsy of what happened to the lay public will be written by the likes of Alex Berenson and Co., Gellingburn in Britain. And it will be laid out in graphic lay language with bullets as to exactly what has happened over the last two years, how everything was wrong, how it all had monstrous complications that touched everybody. And the Dems are going to lay that at, at, at Trump's feet. And he could lose the second election because the Dems are going to milk this to the hilt. He could lose the second election because of failing to make Fauci the third guy. And he's going to do it now. No more of no more of this bravado about booster shots and all that. No, he's gotta step up to the plate and say, I was wrong, and say it now, because in two weeks it's all over. It's too late. You can't do the mayor culpa when it's obvious. You gotta get ahead of the curve. Right now.
0: Sure. Well, as Mr. Collins who's running for office and isn't a a sitting politician, doesn't need to apologize for anything, Mr. Collins, you're you're closing your closing thoughts on that, and 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 to cover my bases for uh, as I'm sure the FBI is watching uh, metaphorically calling for the execution, not not literally. That uh, my podcast does not condone that, neither does Mr. Collins. Um, Mr. Collins, your thoughts on that? And as you can see, Roger is a little more fired up than normal. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs>
1: well yeah, and dr Hodgkinson is, is is saying exactly what we've been talking about for the past 45 minutes and sure. that is the fact that fauci has got to go yeah. there's 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 not been any confidence in him at all the fact is when this when this pandemic hit the average person was scared to death yeah. you know we nobody knew nobody knew what was going on nobody and the only person that you had that that, that the entire country was leaning on was Dr. Fauci. And then unfortunately, he had no idea. You know, he changed his mind every third day, it seemed like. So you're exactly right, right, doctor. That's where the buck stops, right there. And that's the first guy that needs to go. He should have already been fired. He should have already gone. But I'll tell you what, if he's still sitting there when these midterm elections come off, he'll be one of the first heads that roll up there. And he will be gone. But before
2: he gets fired by Biden or whomever, Trump has got to fire him on camera yeah. even though he doesn't have the authority he's got to slaughter the guy and put a great distance between him and twenty four yeah. yeah
0: yeah I mean yeah you do yeah you do, you do have to you know whether you're going into office or whether it's, as you said, Roger, whether you were in office, people are willing to forgive. People are always willing to forgive. People are yeah. willing to forgive, you know, that sure. the nine eleven attack happens. You're willing to forgive a defense surveillance net that something happened, that there was compartmentalization. People are willing to, forgive, even 2008, people are willing to forgive things happen.
2: Listen, as
0: a, uh, sorry, Tommy, I've got to go
2: fine. in a minute. Yeah, yeah, you're uh, fine. We, yeah, we all got our options. as a student of history, I'll say this as my final comment. Listen, this is much bigger than COVID. Yeah. Democracy is at stake. If Trump doesn't not get in in 24, God help us all. Yeah. internationally. Yeah, hmm And he's got to step up to the plate and say that big mayor culpa because the Dems are just going to trash him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dr. Hodgkinson, thank A you for joining. Yeah, you got to go. Dr. Hodgkinson, thank you so yeah. much. Um, And uh, I guess we'll wrap this one up. So, Mr. Collins, closing thoughts. Nice Nice
1: meeting you, Michael. Thank you. Good to meet you.
0: Thank you, doctor. Enjoyed
1: the conversation. (laughs)
2: Best of luck. Best of luck
1: in your Um, own campaign.
0: We're going to
1: win our race down here. We're going to win our race. You're going to put we're going to put some some solid conservative America first agenda business people up there to run that place like a business. One of the first things that we will do will be oversight on all of this mess that has been called a pandemic, because you're exactly right. It's more than a pandemic. It, it's that's the that's the ruse. That's the ruse to, to to the end game of what they want. And that is control over this country and control over the American people and to get rid of our freedoms. Because you're exactly right, doctor. They have been under assault for
2: decades and for COVID years. And have is event. COVID sure is. is a very fortunate event. It's
0: horse. forced yeah. us
2: to focus on exactly what's yes, going on. Yep.
0: Yes, sir. Okay. So gonna go. go. All right, Doctor Hodgkinson. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Bye-bye. Um Bye bye. I'll email this to you later. Um, yeah, no, I think that's a hundred percent correct. Is it? It's it's been under attack for seventy plus years, and this does seem to be whether it was intentional or whether it was just uh, fortuitous. It is, as you said, about the vaccines and the. It's not about vaccines and your ability to have a trucking license. It is about government approval for you to participate in society. If you can get that in. That's just, once you've got a foot in the door, then you can start cranking the door open with a car jack. That is what will throttle this country. It might take a year, might take a decade, it might take a couple decades. It will be the death of this, and we are the bulwark against uh, global tyranny. This falls, it all falls. That's just, in the Cold War, you could defect. Nowhere to defect to now. It's here.
1: Oh, But I, I'll, I'll give you some hope, though, Tommy, because exactly. there is a large group of us out there, and and we are running... And we're running hard. And it's amazing to see the people get behind us. You know, you you take my district here. Uh, people see that we're, you know, when when people ask me, what's the 10th district look like? I tell them you're looking at them. I am the 10th district of Georgia because, you know, I was, I was born and raised and I live and I work here. And, and that's what this district is. It's just good, solid, hardworking people. And you're going to see people from across this country that are going to rise up just like me. And we're coming to Congress and we're gonna help there's a small group up there and and they're fighting like mad to keep their head above the water but uh, when I talk to them and I, I talk to them often and and I like to finish up I just tell them y'all just hold the line because we're coming yeah and help is on the way and the American people are waking up every day and they are understanding that and they see it uh, that's, that's what I swear this you know there's 11 people running in our race. And right now, I am 16 points up on a second place person, which happened to be the congressman that was there eight years ago, who's not been in office for eight years and he's running to try to get that seat. But there's a reason for that. And that's because people see and understand that we represent them because we are them. And, uh, and, and I tell people, I am Trump. I am Donald Trump. I am that outside business person who's conservative to the core that just wants my America first agenda back. And we're going to get it. We're going to get it back.
0: Hell yeah. Mike, Mike Collins. Spoken like a politician, and I say that as a compliment, Mr. Mike Collins. Thank you so much, sir. I will send this episode over to you. Uh, if you could, please uh, please tweet it or put it out so we can get some more traction on it. And uh, as always, man, uh, my, my podcast is yours. It's your platform to use. And uh, yeah, you got to. <laughs> You were you were fed you were fed Dr. Hodkinson from the fire hose. <laughs> so uh, Man, I wish
1: we'd have had him from the beginning.
0: I know. That was good. I know he's a Bro. he's a fire plug. Um but
1: we enjoyed it, Tommy. I enjoyed it. Anytime you you we'd love to be back on anytime. Absolutely. So
0: just uh, Absolutely. I'll send it along and uh yeah, man. God bless, Godspeed. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Let me know how I can help. And to uh, everybody else out there listening, as Mr. Collins said, hold the line. We will win this. We're absolutely going to win. There's no choice. We have to win this. So with that, Mr. Collins, thank you, sir. God bless. Thank you. Everybody listening, God bless. God bless America. Take care, everybody. Recording stopped. Thank you again, sir.